0: Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am the co-host of this little ditty called Solid Steps, Chad Russell. That is Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. And we are a show for men, by men, talking to things from a man's perspective. And we want to thank you for listening, whether it's on purpose or accidental. We thank you for giving us an opportunity to, to chat with you. Well, we don't chat. We chat with one another, and you hopefully listen to us. But if you want to hear any of our past shows, we have been on now for coming on two years. We've had a hundred plus shows, and we've got a hundred plus hours of all kinds of different topics. We cover all the bases, and we know the ladies listen, and we appreciate that. But we're talking primarily to the guys, and uh, this is a show that covers all the bases. And I say that because we're talking today about a topic that all men, right? I say bases. That's you're your talking baseball, right. dude. And... We're not talking baseball today, but we are talking sports. So if you're listening and, you, and you're interested in, in uh, what we're, our topic is today, we're talking to a couple coaches today. And this past weekend, now, depending on when you listen to this show, we tape it on Tuesday mornings. It airs the following weekend. So you may be listening to this as it's on, playing on the radio, or you may be listening to it in podcast form. So... This past Saturday were my two oldest boys, our first official basketball game. Like, I'm talking referees, scorekeeping in a gym, blowing a whistle. There was some circus going on, wasn't there? It was crazy, right? (laughs) So they're 8 and 10. They're on the same team. This was the first year where we could get them lined up, where we could get them on the same team. Okay, So... It was our first game and, and I'm like, Oh gosh, I didn't know what to expect. Are they gonna go, you know, how are they gonna respond? Right. So here I am on the stands or standing over watching they they're, the first they're, time. They're, they're, gonna, they're probably going, How is my dad gonna respond? Exactly. This was like the first time <laughs> I'm watching my kids on an organized and they my, one of my kids played soccer, but this is the first time they played like, you know, kind of an, a real game, right? So I'm more worried about them. They're probably more worried about me. And there was this one moment. Right, as a dad, that I saw one of my oldest, not the oldest of the two, and they were, there was just, they were headed, everybody, the teams were heading back to the bench. And my son, for some reason, reached out his hand to the other team to give him a high five. And I was like, I'm glad you did that because that's what we want to teach them sportsmanship and all these things. But the other part, I'm thinking, like, I wonder why he wants to give him a high five. And the kid looked at him like, what's that for? And they gave him a high five and they went back to the huddles. And I'm like, I can't coach him that. Well, I can't walk out on the court and teach him that. So we're talking to a couple coaches today who have the ears of our kids. And, you know, what does it mean to coach these kids? And what does it mean to do it in the name of Christ? So, Chad, we, today we get to talk about basketball, coaching, and Jesus. All in one. In the state of Kentucky, that's a Trinity. I mean, basketball, (laughs) Jesus, and all good. Don't mention Trinity, please.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're not wild about Trinity. (laughs) Hey, Chris Renner, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. It's awesome. And Jimmy Just, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: You know, Jimmy, uh, you've been, uh, you guys combined coaching, you've been coaching, what, 50 plus years? Yes, that's impressive. So, so okay. So we're gonna we're gonna just jump in here, uh, but first, uh, Jimmy, you you've been married to your bride for how long?
2: Twenty four years. Twenty four years. You got five five kids. Five kids, four girls, one boy. That's, uh, that's the boys good. at the end. My wife said if we'd had him first, she'd have been the last one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a boy to me. All uh, right, Chris, you get you and your bride been married how long?
3: Nineteen years. Nineteen years. You got three kids. Yes. Your oldest is? uh, Junior in high school at Ballard. And then you've got? uh, Eighth grade at Westport and fifth grade at Bowen Elementary. You had a little uh, adoption going on? Yes. A few years back? Yeah, cool. cool. You know, I I was adopted, so uh, uh, kind of uh, I wanted to continue that legacy, um, and uh, the Lord put it on my heart and my wife's heart to do that, and uh, we did it. Basically started the process three years ago, and we got an awesome son. That's awesome
1: from Ethiopia. Yes, that's cool. Very cool. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk coaching here. How in the world did you guys get involved in coaching?
2: Uh, with me, it was I got to blame my brother, my oldest brother. T- he's ten years older. He's he, Charlie. was was uh, coaching at Mercy when got out of out of college, and and I started watching that. And and he went to state tournament with those girls a couple times. And I, I mean, I just thought that was really really cool. I thought this is pretty neat. I like this. And I was cheerleading for him. I mean of course you cheerlead for a girls team they all you know you're out in front of the girls that was that was a, a positive <laughs> but yeah I love that and so but you know that got me interested in it I thought that's what I want to do I want to try to do that as the, same, the same things he's doing so
1: so you uh, and and so you you really you and you've been teaching too yes all these years been
2: teaching for let's see it's been about 29 years 30 years this spent been I think my 30th year
1: you're about ready to retire I could, yeah, I could. <laughs> but God's not called you to retire. You've been at Manuel for, what did you say, 11 years? 11 years, yeah. 11 years, you've been at Manuel, head coach uh, at the, on the basketball team.
2: You've got a guy playing for UofL right now, right? Yeah, it's pretty neat, pretty neat stuff, yeah. I mean, he, I know if it's got to be a dream for him to get a chance to play for his hometown school. And uh, he went to Asheville initially, Uni- University of North Carolina, Asheville, and I thought that was a really good fit for him, and, and I think he'd, he'd blossom there as well. But when he got the opportunity to come back here to, to Louisville, I mean, I, I, I can understand why he wouldn't want to pass it up. And mm-hmm. he, I think he'll do really well. Nice. Great kid.
1: And uh, you know, Chris, you've got a guy playing for U of L
3: right now. Yes, most people know who Quentin Snyder is. So yes, uh, played for me at Ballard. Great kid, a great work ethic, and just glad to see him having the career he's having, and hopefully it'll continue. Cr- Chris, uh, how in the world did you get involved in coaching? Well, you know my my I played high school basketball um I I probably uh was was better than my coaches thought I was um you know I had the dream like all kids do of of playing pro basketball, being an NBA player, and my coaches just didn't see my talent. Um, I had two different coaches my junior and senior year, and I guess they both came to the agreement they didn't recognize my talent um, in, in terms of playing. But uh, my coach my senior year, Rob Driggers, uh, when I graduated from high school, he uh, called me up and said that uh, a job was open at Westport Middle School. They needed a head basketball coach. Now, did he know Did he know you had a, a heart to coach? I, I don't know if he did or not. Uh, I really don't remember, but um, he contacted me and I guess he saw that I had that and, and actually my junior year in high school when I was sitting on the bench and I really recognized that I wasn't going to probably be much of a player um, I just was watching the game I loved it I wanted to be involved and I just felt like I wanted to be a coach and I actually sat down and I made a list of goals that I wanted to accomplish um, I wanted to be the next Denny Crum I wanted to be a college basketball coach win national championships and so I really started to just kind of focus on on that at that point uh, Coach Triggers uh, called me gave me the chance to interview westport and that's when i began my coaching career
1: now that was that was girls you were coaching i was boys at that time okay boys because both of you guys have coached girls and boys yes correct You started. Uh, you were you. Your girls.
3: The first time was where? Christian Academy. Uh, I was coaching uh, college basketball. I would started that college career, and uh, um, I had after I did my graduate assistant at UT Martin, they offered me an assistant position, and uh, I just kind of felt like the Lord was just tugging me in a different direction. I had seen the Final Four and kind of how grimy the college basketball game could be. And uh, I just felt the Lord was calling me to come back to Louisville. I interviewed for a couple boys' jobs, and it didn't open up. And here I was, a, a Division One basketball coach, and uh, I looked in the paper in the Courier Journal and saw that the girls' basketball team at Christian Academy was looking for a coach. So the Lord just kind of pushed me in that direction. I interviewed, got the job, and I did that for two years at, at Cal. Uh, and I think it was 92 to 94 just an incredible experience. Just a, a two great years of my coaching career.
1: So, so you go from, but you're going from um, Division One right. college to
3: girls. Yes, a lot different game. But uh, it, it, again, I think it's an example of that the Lord can put you in, in spots. Sometimes you you don't understand why. Uh, it, it helped me become a better father to our daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, it helped me, I think, to become a better husband. Uh, it, it helped in a lot of ways. And that was, again, those girls were awesome. My, my spiritual growth while being at Cal was incredible. Uh, so it was definitely something that the Lord knew better than I did, and I'm so thrilled that he put me in that spot. That's cool. That's
1: very cool. Jimmy, you you, you got involved with girls uh,
2: pretty early too, yeah, didn't you? in '88. Eighty-eight was my first opportunity to get. I, was, I just graduated, got looking for a teaching job, and at Iroquois High School said, "Hey, we can get you in here." And I was looking to coach football as well. And they said, "Well, if you'll coach girls basketball, we can guarantee you a spot in here. And we make sure you got a job." I said, "I'll take it. You know, I, I wasn't gonna pass up a job opportunity." So, and, and the girls actually at Iroquois were was pretty. They were pretty good at the time.
1: You, but 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 both of you guys really kind of were. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, you really wanted to to teach so that you could coach. Yes. Or
3: coach to teach. Yeah. And, and see, for me, um, when I went to college, uh, I wasn't sure if I wanted to be a, a teacher or a, a sports journalist. And uh, my parents were not pushing me to teach because at the time, teachers weren't making much money and just didn't feel that's what I needed to do. So my first year of college, I was looking to major in journalism. And uh, I remember I'm in English class. I write my first paper. And when my professor knew what my major was, he told me to change majors. And, and so, again, it was one of those. It was uh, They, they it didn't was, see the potential. Again, like my, my high school coaches didn't <laughs> see the potential, but it, it's, it's a God thing. It's one of those things that, you know, it was, it was not meant to be. He steered me in a different direction, and it changed my life completely. You know, um, that's pretty cool.
1: Uh, you know, the Bible says the, the, uh, we make our plans, but the Lord directs our steps. Mm-hmm. And when we trust in Him with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge Him, He will make our steps you know, yeah. on our path clear.
0: Yes. yes. I like that. So... We're going to keep talking basketball here, but we need to take a break. Yeah, we'll take a break. We're going to come back with Chris and Jenny. We're going to talk you know, a little bit more about high school sports. We're going to talk about you know, what's going on with, with Division I college basketball and a lot of the things that come to surface. We're also going to talk about coaching on the sidelines, but how can we as dads coach our kids as well. So we're going to talk about sports and God and teaching characteristics that we want our children to walk the walk. So we'll be back here shortly. Thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our second segment of Solid Steps Radio. I'm Chad Russell. That's Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries, and we are talking today to Chris Renner and Jimmy Just. We're talking basketball. We're talking hardwood. And if you need some hardwood in your house, you need to go to Carol Rogers Carpet One. They have the best hardwood in town. Flooring, all your needs, go to the Carol that's a horrible segue, isn't it? So cheesy. <laughs> no, I, but I couldn't you can't, you know, hardwood, you know, you gotta make that connection. Anyway. So Carol Rogers Carpet One. They are sponsors of our show. They have great flooring needs. Uh, for your flooring needs they have great products ellen and credit union that's a local lender who wants to really uh, work in the community not just with your finances but they want to work with you in this community and bright star home care if you know anyone who wants to live on their own independently and they're getting up in age and and that's a in organization that helps people do that so we thank our sponsors and we thank you for listening so guys
1: let's talk sportsmanship
0: how do we how do we
1: raise the bar there you know as you're working with these you know young men now i, I you gotta there's got to be a difference between girls and boys in sports i mean guys
3: i would think are just much more struggle in this area is that true I I would say yes, in my experience. But again, I was coaching girls at Christian Academy. Um, So obviously there, the the school culture uh, was very supportive of that, but uh, never an issue with the girls at Cal. Obviously, in, in public education, it's a little more difficult. Um, but, you know, that's Jimmy's a better one to talk about than me because if this were a call-in show right now, I would have a ton of referees calling asking you why I'm on this show. Uh, so I well, let, I'll let Jimmy talk about that. Well, uh,
1: it, it, just, you know, Chris, I met you at a Bible study years ago at our Saturday morning men's Bible study. Jimmy, I met you at an FCA uh, retreat one day, right. actually not too long ago. Yep. And uh, and both of you guys are involved in FCA. And, yeah. uh, but t- let's talk about... Um, uh, well, let's let's. Just, how many how many times have you guys been kicked out of games?
2: <laughs> well, mine will be pretty Fast I This is actually some I can remember. I haven't, haven't been kicked out. I I I know. I probably I'm expecting somebody to tell me I need to get more of technicals because I don't get to any technicals you, and I try to restrain. You, you've never had any technicals. I, was, I can't remember the last time I have had a technical. It's been that long. Except there's, I think the last time I had was in a summer game summer game when I just disagreed I was saying hey this is about the kids we need to make make this call don't make it call and Fisher didn't like the way I talked to him so he <laughs> got I, teed up in a summer game got <laughs> teed up in a summer game yeah so but other than that I haven't oh I, I couldn't remember I was coaching girls I think I smacked my chair and I got teed up for smacking my own chair so I thought this is kind of crazy but wow yeah, so, you just
1: hit the chair and yeah, teed me up I was, huh? I
2: was ticked up I may have wanted to say something to him but I didn't say anything I guess he read my mind or something <laughs>
1: He
2: you saw your eyes. You yeah. saw your countenance. He knew I wasn't he said, very happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knew I wasn't very happy. But, yeah, I, I mean, for the most part, I, I tell my kids, I said, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to control myself, and I expect you to control yours. I don't expect you to get technicals if I'm not. I said, if anybody's going to get it, I should get it, not you. So try to teach my kids that's what we do. But so far I've been lucky that I haven't, haven't screwed up too much that way.
1: <laughs> and, Chris, um, you said in the break, you, you, tell your, you
3: tell your players, what do you tell them? I tell them, do as I say, not as I do. And that's not really the best uh, thing to save them. But, um, you know, just like Jimmy, he can't remember the last time he got a technical. I can't remember how many times I've gotten ejected. Um, It actually happened, the the latest one was last year. Uh, We were playing our last regular season game in Indianapolis, and uh, it was bang, bang. I got thrown out in the first quarter. Uh, it was it was a it was a shocker because typically if I'm going to get tossed, I'm, I'm going to do it on purpose. I'm going to do it as a way I'm frustrated. And I really hadn't been thrown out in a long time because the state of Kentucky changed the rules. It used to be basically a slap on the hand one game and that was it. Well, then they jumped to where it was two games and a $100 fine. And my wife was like, you will not get thrown out again. <laughs> it's um, getting expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, last year I got thrown out in the last game and it actually turned out to be a, a turning point in our season. Um, I had to miss the next two games. Actually, I think it was three games. Uh, I had to miss both district tournament games, and I had to miss the first round of the regional tournament. And uh, it was really good because it got me to kind of refocus. I got to really do a lot of scouting during that time and prepare for Trinity, who we knew we were going to have to meet in the tournament. And uh, to make a long story short, I missed that time with those guys, but my assistants did a great job, and uh, it was something that turned out as a positive. But I'm not. I'm not proud of how it happened. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I think all of us, you know, we just at times
1: just struggle. I remember listening years ago to a preacher, um, a well-known preacher here in town, Bob Russell, and he said, I struggle with two things, you know, anger and lust. I'm like, really? Wow, that was. Um, and so, you know, when when the game is on the line and you, you get heated up, Chris, you made, made a, a comment, you said that, Sometimes you strategically do that. Talk about that in just a minute.
3: Yeah, you know, there, there's points in, in in the game that you're you're trying to get on the officials, and you're trying to push them to a point to to uh, get the calls that you need, or, or or change the game in the direction that you think it needs to go because it's going a different way, um, or to fire your guys up. Uh, I'm I, when I hit that point, I'm going to try and make sure that I don't cross over and get that second technical to get ejected. Um, you know again and and as coaches we're human we are human beings and we make a ton of mistakes Um, and 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 we're not perfect and when we look back after games just like when the parents and the fans go home and they talk Mm -hmm. to their kids or they talk about the game absolutely there's things we wish we had done different Uh, but when you're in the heat of the moment oftentimes things just happen and and you can't take them back uh, so, you know, with officials, we know a lot of the officials around here in, in, in Louisville, and they're all great guys. I mean, they really are. There's no way I could do the job that they do and put up with jerks like me at times on the court. Uh, so so uh, they're great guys. They've got a tough job. And... and you know, I'm apologizing right now to some of the things I say to them because it's not personal. Well, yeah, and you just it, in the heat of the moment and the games on the
1: line and we, you know, competition, it's hard. I remember at Bible study, Chris, I think you were there when uh, Lloyd Gardner, you know, longtime coach here in, in Kentucky and uh, at Fairdale and uh, one of the one of the referees. And then it was Saturday morning at Bible study and the referee had kicked Lloyd out of the game on Friday night, and they're both at Bible study, and I talked with Dale afterwards, one of the refs, and he goes I I like Lloyd but you know he crossed the line you know and we're we're having this discussion at Bible study
3: (laughs) it was uh... well and and, and that's that's the cool thing that I can tell you honestly any of the guys that have ever thrown me out or given me a technical there's no hard feelings I mean it's one of those things that I'll see those guys and and we'll talk we'll laugh about it they might apologize for something that happened and I might apologize for it so uh, it's good that we keep it between the lines and it's really not personal Mm, that's good so how do you how how do you help your your players
1: develop this good you know honoring the referees honoring the, the other
2: team how do you guys do that well, I think part of it is like I go back to when I was when I first started coaching I mean I know look, I, I talked to these kids and I, I, I used a lot of profanity that I probably shouldn't use and so I thought you know there's when I did that I thought well, am I really being a good role model for these kids I mean so I think I, at some point in time there was about three years into my coaching per- career I decided hey I need to quit re- using this re- using this language and I said I need to be more of a role model for these kids so I feel like if I'm expecting these kids to do things in games I need to make sure I'm kind of portraying that same way I mean I mean, make sure I'm doing th- showing them the showing them the right way to do things so I'm trying to live my life and try to coach in a way that, that I would want them to play and, and the way, way I want them to live their lives I mean I, I don't expect them to use profanity and, and I mean I can't Take, take it when they're doing it outside the gym but inside the gym I, I expect them to make sure they're keeping it
1: okay so when, when a kid when a kid gets angry and he loses it either in practice or the game and he and he uses
2: profanity what do you what do you tell him we're supposed to be positive I, i'm kind of old school i guess i we usually get on the line i mean we get online and we start to do a little running just to kind of remind <laughs> him. and it's you know that's i figure out what, do some, what yeah. do some wind sprints huh we need to run we need to do some push-ups we do something just kind of i think you know those things that i mean they're gonna remember i mean i, I need to tell us to be be positive character first and then and I try to do the best I can with that, but I can't think of a positive way to handle that. Sometimes, I mean, my positive way is: hey, if you keep saying enough, you're going to be in great shape.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Chris, what about you? When you hear one of your
3: players just going off, you know, what do you what do you uh, what do you do? Well, you know, I, I think coaching and dealing with issues like that are no different than parenting. Um, you know how are you how are you going to handle it when your child does that at home because that's what we're doing we're working with other people's children but you know as coaches these are our children too you know every year we're coaching 15 to 30 kids in our program and we're trying to raise them Um, accountability is a big thing Um, and so if it's in practice there's going to be consequences Uh, if it's in games and guys get technicals then then I've had a policy ever since I've been at Ballard and I think I had it when I was at Wagner that you're going to run a mile so it's an automatic mile for any technical that you get during the ball game oftentimes if it's you know if it's a technical for hanging on the rim okay i'm not gonna i'm gonna make you run the mile but i'm not gonna sit you but my rule used to be that if you got a technical for unsportsmanlike conduct i wouldn't put you back in the game and uh there were some big time situations where i had guys get technicals and i didn't put them back in the game um and and you know fortunately it didn't cost us the game but you're just trying to get the message across that sportsmanship behavior is a uh, is more important than winning the game now I can't you know do that to myself and and i wish I wish I was like Jimmy and I had better uh uh be a better example but at, at the same time that's just i I'm struggling with that so so at the beginning of the season you you tell your players hey guys we
1: are if you if this if this happens, you cross this line, you get a mile and if there's a you know you get a technical and you get teed up for unsportsmanlike conduct on the on the
3: basketball court. You're gonna, you, I'm you're pulling you from the game for the rest of the game. And and I would say this, that uh, I don't say that anymore because I've been there for 20 years, and the kids understand the culture. They understand the expectations, and it's great because our older guys get to hand it down. And, and I, I might be a little softer than I used to. My wife says I'm a lot softer than, than I was when I was younger. <laughs> I think a lot of that, too, is parenting. Um, I think sometimes you're a little more compassionate when you're a parent and, and you see things from from different eyes. Um, So I can't say that every time now I do that, if they get a technical, I don't put them back in. But I can tell you there's been a lot of guys, uh, Devontae Parker, players like that, that that's happened. Mm, Wow. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with the coaches, and we're going to talk a little bit more about basketball,
0: but a whole lot more about life. So we thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio.